This week on Check Frame. Ninja Secrets. Dope! More rooftops. An insane asylum. The Cold War. All that and more coming up right now. Didn't I tell you? He's a ninja and a very dangerous man. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Check Frame. Ninja Summers. I'm your host, Tiernan. I am Josh, and this is what? Josh, you're also a host. Say that you're a host. I'm a host. I'm a host. I'm a host. We're both hosts. And this is the show. The show where we uh, delve into different genres, different weird things. And depending on how we feel, that season. Yeah, and this season we're feeling... Like ninjas! We got the spirit of the ninja. Yeah, so we're getting deep, deep, deep into some ninjas all summer long, and we want you to join us for the ride. And this is uh, episode six. Six. We decided to go back in time. Yeah. For all the other, for the most part, we've been hanging out in the 1980s, where there was a big ninja boom. Yeah. We we a little bit of 90s with Kindergarten Ninja. True, uh, but primarily everything. <laughs> you can call been, that a movie. Yeah, uh, um, advertisement for Dare, maybe more than yep. a movie. But yeah, we've got some real solid classics today. Like, yeah. not no more eighties, no more crazy eighties. Today we go back to the nineteen sixties. We uh, get rid of color. We go all black and white. Yeah, artsy. As possible, sometimes. Very artsy. Very awesome. Yeah. And real classy ninja stuff. Not just classy, really informative ninja stuff. Informative. We finally, for the first time on this show, six episodes in, and we finally learned the real rules of being a ninja. (laughs) And what it means to be a ninja. We are all, we are knee deep. Neck deep, whatever the term is, in ninja, ninja secrets this week. So many ninja secrets. We're going to share these secrets with We're you. We're going to share the secrets with you. Don't tell anyone about the ninja secrets. Don't tell anyone, but tell everyone yeah. to listen to this show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tell people, if they want to learn ninja secrets, they got to listen to Check Frame. Yeah, this is the best podcast with two white guys in Texas talking about ninja secrets you can find. Exactly. Best way to describe it. (laughs) So, let's get to our first pick, shall we? Yeah, our first pick came from 1962, uh, Shinobi no Mono. Also known as Ninja Band of Assassins. Glad you remembered that. Shinobi no Mono, directed by Satsuo Yamamoto, written based on a novel by Tomoyoshi Murayama, and written the screenplay version by Hajima, uh, oh, sorry, Hajima Takaiwa. Those are all rough pronunciations. Yeah. Um, And then it stars Raizo Ichikawa, who went on to be the star in all the following Shinobi Several Two. sequels. Yeah, I think they totaled to eight. Yeah, and but he didn't do all of them. 
I can't. I think he. I think he started in a bunch of them. He started most of them. So we got a great star. We've got a the start of a classic series, and this is, if I do say so myself, after seeing it the, for the first time in my life, this is the defining ninja movie. Yeah, actually, like the DVD case and all the posters say, like. The movie that started ninjas. Yeah, it pretty much does. Now yeah. that we've watched all this other ninja stuff and seen all sorts of shenanigans, this is where you see every trope started. Yeah. You see the I beginnings. mean, obviously there's some level of historical fact that yes. and this book based off books, but in terms of yes. cinema, they use this movie as like 101 yep. ninja time. Yep, it brought it out into the pop culture. And uh, these are also, we should mention, both movies this week, official official Japanese films. Yeah, which has been rare for us because it has been so many of the 80s ones are made in Hong Kong or yeah. the United States and star white guys, people who, and we had a, we got more luck during the week with um, uh, Ninja in a Dragon's Den. Yes. Yeah, and then we've got a couple... We've had some Japanese-Chinese co-productions and yep. things like that. But this is 100% official Japanese productions of ninja films, so they feel far more authentic than pretty much anything else we've watched so far. Yeah. Um, and also, just awesome. Yeah, this movie, <laughs> was, this movie is super awesome, and you can see why it would spawn... A oh, whole yeah. bunch of movies. A whole bunch of sequels that I need and to, go to watch. kick off like the whole pop culture phenomenon of ninjas, ninjas. Yeah. in movies. And um, direct, most directly uh, uh, common fact about this movie is that Raul Dahl, so the author, saw this movie in theaters in Japan when it came out, and it inspired him to write a, a major part of the James Bond movie, You Only Live Twice based around some ninja stuff. Yeah. So he stole a lot from this movie to create his American, or, yeah, British? British, Sorry, yeah. British version of ninjas um, for that movie that came out in 1967, 68? Something like that, yeah. Around then. Um, so anyway, this came out in 1962, a few years before then. Let's uh, let's get into Josh's plot corner. No. <laughs> <laughs> the, Can the, you explain this movie to us? This this one, all right. This one's not too dense. Not too dense. Out of the two we watched this week, this one has a pretty straightforward. Yeah, I mean, plot. both these movies generally a crazy plot though. Yeah, but both these generally do start with just like information about the period and the time, and it's just a lot to take in, and always different clans and lots of different characters where people talk about other ones, but uh, in this one. I'd say it, it, you can boil it down to there is a warlord who is trying to take apart fractured Japan and, and he figures he can bring unity by conquering everybody. Um, and then there is a master who runs two separate ninja clans secretly who is plotting the two ninja... He's basically pitting the ninja groups against each other in order right. to, to, to assassinate. And this is a big twist like a plot reveal yeah this isn't it's something like 20 you know minutes in for sure but, but the, this movie is riddled with twists and yeah, plot and right, reveals yeah. and and all sorts of crazy stuff that comes out of left field mm -hmm. which was just made it really exciting and our main star um uh, Rezo, uh he plays a character called Go goman and he is like a really talented ninja and everyone's looking at him as like the top ninja yeah and everyone wants and and this evil master not evil but the the ninja master yeah. who he turns out to be kind of crazy evil yeah. uh mastermind um which actually kind of makes me think of bond villains when we were mm -hmm. watching it uh cuz he's 
you know, playing two different characters and these two cra- and the, both of them are very extreme, different, opposite yeah. type characters. He's just doing it on the same day. He'll like t- take off his beard and run to the other ninja place. So yeah. like, How close were these places? And one of them is kind of quiet and elderly looking like a, a monk almost and, and just very well, the other calm one... and down to earth. And the other one, once he puts on the beard and everything, he's laughing, he's boisterous, he's got this evil yeah. voice womanizing, that he Womanizing, he's drinking yeah. sake. Versus yeah. the bald monk type character who doesn't hasn't slept with his wife. And just like talking about ninja rules married. all the time. Yeah. Which, by the way, <clears throat> is a huge part of the plot. <laughs> But our, our character, Goman, uh, he kind of gets tricked into having to try to assassinate the warlord character. And then all the other ninjas right. are He's trying... taking over this whole region. Yeah. And he kind of gets shamelessly... Uh, you know, he, he is forced to break the ninja code of not stealing and the ninja code of not killing other ninjas. So all the other ninjas don't like him and they want to kill the warlord before he does because it would be disgraceful if this... Like, bad. Well, because the do because the warlord, the two faced, yeah. well, the like, two faced oh, yeah. master, ninja master, is plotting them against each other in this way. Yeah, because for so, some reason he thought that was a good idea to get the warlord killed. Yeah. So is, our lead character Goman is um, taking orders from the the very quiet, stoic version of the master. Yeah. And he thinks the other master is the they're the rival clan of ninjas, and they're so he. He, I don't know. It's so hard to explain. There's so much. It's just this movie kind of made my brain fry, but, but in you know, the best way. But the plot, why? I mean, okay. Uh, the plot probably matters l- a little bit more in this one than it did in our next film. <laughs> yes. But uh, it doesn't, What no matter what, if you have a little hard time following it or you get confused about whatever, it doesn't matter. It's not matter. Really hard to follow. It's just hard to explain, yeah. especially without ruining anything. Because there's, there's a, lot a lot of, of really interesting twists and reveals in this movie that were legitimately still holding up mm. as very surprising. Like, there, there were moments where you and I were, Josh and I watched this movie together, and we were both just like, whoa! Jumping off the couch like, yeah. whoa, no way! So that, was, that had me really excited. It was, it was really fun in that respect. But some ninja secrets. Yeah, we should get into the... Uh, <laughs> do you want to read it? I, I got some of it. I don't think I have the whole thing. So there's one really great moment in the movie when... The greatest when, exposition of all time. Yeah, when the master is walking with our character, Goman, and they're kind of like recapping the ninja rules to kind of make sure he still remembers them. And then he says this part right here. Let's see. What does a ninja live for? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, do you want me to, to, to go with it? <laughs> go, okay. go with it. It says, Starting as an innocent toddler, he must endure hard training in ninjutsu. Then he's sent to serve some warlord in the east or some daimyo in, daimyo in the west, and does so knowing that his life is always at risk. If he is captured, he must endure exquisite tortures and yet not divulge the truth. Rather than disclose his name, he will I, uh, intently seek death instead. When escape is no longer possible, he will burn his face with fire. And if fire be not at hand, he will disfigure his face with his sword, and thus no one will ever know his true identity. He was born into darkness, and he will die in darkness. This is the path of the ninja's life. It is the path of death. <laughs> so now we know what being a ninja is all about. Yeah, sign me up. Wait, what? Well, no, that sounds real bad. That's a bad job to <laughs> <Sounds> choose. Sounds bad. <laughs> If you don't do your job right, you either cut your own face off or burn it off, and no matter what, you die. Yeah. <laughs> you live in darkness. Bye-bye. 
<laughs> don't have friends. You're also we also learned a rule later on in the movie that a ninja is never truly allowed to to learn Lo- the love of a woman. Yeah, which is that's the whole major part of the story. Is our our hero Goman? He wants to get out of the ninja business so that he can be with this woman mm-hmm. uh, a, who was a prostitute. He brings her out of being a prostitute. I think yeah, uh, yeah, no, there's, there was another woman too who was also a prostitute. That's why oh, it's a that was an confusing. old friend of his. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so then he meets this woman when he's <clears throat> put on his min- mission by the evil master yeah. ninja. And he's guy. already been disgraced as a ninja, and he's already being hunted oh, yeah. down, and he's, he's already being hunted because ninjas are supposed to steal rumors and... about him so that everybody hates him and uh, thinks he's like evil and ugly and yeah. disfigured and crazy. And so, but he meets this this like shy prostitute, young prostitute and falls in love with her and he just wants to get out of this whole business and not have to be tied down mm-hmm. by this crazy master's will anymore and uh so he he tries to escape basically to the country and build a house and start a life with this woman and then the master goes after him with everything he's got and yeah. finds him and leads to all sorts of chaos oh man all sorts of real cool ninja action yeah so much good ninja action yeah. this this is literally they start every made everything we've talked about on this podcast that's yeah. this far that has been like a major theme in ninja movies definitely had its start in this movie at least in film yeah ninja throwing stars we've got ninjas with uh poison on in beads Point like when they drop a little string down and let one little drip of poison go into someone's mouth when they're sleeping. Yep, sneaking I, around on roofs. Sneaking around on roofs. Um, got uh, having the claw hand. Oh, the claw things. hand weapon. Yep. Uh, lots of crazy cool weapons that were coming out of this. I think uh, what he his our character Gomez uh, his uh, dad built explosives. So yeah. the ninjas using little using their own explosives and smoke bomb type things. Mm-hmm. Smoke. Mustard gas they use in yep, the mustard gas. Oh, okay, that's a really great moment. Yeah, when the when the crazy master, uh, when he starts showing how the crazy is when in the stoic version, he has this amazing laugh and it's uh, yeah, it's so good. There's one really scene good. where he's like he throws mustard gas to get away and he's like in a little teeny room and he goes like <laughs> and climbs out of like a secret hidden yeah portal. Oh, it was thing. so great. Yeah, yeah. It uh, it's filled with ninja like secret weaponry mm-hmm. and, and badass some, cool stuff and some really violent moments surprisingly violent. yeah there's a couple um a ninja fights where ninjas are fighting against each other and the our characters get covered in blood on their yeah. face and some dismemberment some dismemberment happens uh, there's a th- actually there's a whole scene where someone is captured so he goes through that thing of torturing his own face and yeah after getting his ears cut off. Oh, that was a really brutal scene. Yeah, the warlord. Uh, that's the one moment when he, when you kind of start to realize he is a bad dude because he cuts off dudes' ears. Yep. Uh, the, the evil warlord. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I was. I'm obsessed with this movie now. I can't wait for repeat viewings mm-hmm. and, and to watch the rest of the series. Oh yeah, over and over and over again. My only sadness is that the evil master ninja character. Like, our, our lead, Goman character, was great, too, and I'm excited mm-hmm. that he's in the rest of these sequels. But this evil master ninja who plays the two roles yeah. is so incredibly good in this movie. I know. If you, like, you want him to be in the other movies, and I guess it's a spoiler to say that he's maybe not, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, I guess, 
maybe what I was going for was kind of more of a spoiler than I realized. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's kind of sad that he's not going to be in the other ones. But, I mean, you can kind of tell that from the get-go yeah. of things. Um, the one thing I will say, the one uh, downside of this movie, do you know what I'm going to say? The one thing I really disliked about this movie? Oh, yeah. Uh, animal cruelty, animal probably. Cruelty. Yeah, this one shot. Well, where there is a... Cute kitten. There is a kitten death in this Dead. where it, it really doesn't look like they faked it for the camera. No way. It uh, really looks like they, they killed an innocent cat. And like they threw like a dart at its head. And then also would have been safe for the person who was holding the cat. So if they missed the cat, it could have hurt the actor. Right. But, but the cat was more innocent because he wasn't. He yeah. No. It was. It was uh, so that was. It was a cute it was kitten. A kitten. The warlord yeah. has been holding kittens throughout the whole movie. Yeah, that was. Um, that was pretty, <laughs> was yeah. pretty disturbing. Yeah, set the mood down real quick. Pretty but, rough. Um, but oh, anyway. Um, one thing I do want to mention before we move on to the next movie is that the DVD itself that we watched this on. Oh, yeah. The, the, the subtitler who subtitled this movie um, went to town. It was so goofy. <laughs> yeah. Each person speaking had a different color. It's like It was like a pink yep. or a... Never yellow seen or green, and then every time someone brought up like a ninja fact, like, or said like it, some word that would not be familiar to our culture, yeah, it would have subtitles on the top of the thing, being like a little definition, yeah, you know, like this is where the this part of this is what this weapon is, but it this, would be impossible to read. You had to pause it because yeah, you'd have to read all of the dialogue to read what the word they're talking about is, and then look up top and read the definition yeah. of the. But word. there was one really funny moment where I laughed so much that the word dough. <laughs> Like like Dober, like Homer Simpson. Yeah, a, guy, a guy is riding in on a horse, and right before he stops, he just says "doe," and then the horse stops, and he gets off. Yeah, and then it's pretty obvious that when he says "doe," it's like him saying "whoa." Yeah, like yeah. So they had this whole fact about "doe" is Japanese for basically like "giddy up" and blah 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 blah. Yeah, "giddy up" or "whoa." And it was just like. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I got that. The rest of it were like, "This is this part of Japan, and this is what this weapon means." But pretty that one was that was just that a one silly cracked fact. me up a lot. Doe. But yeah, props on that subtitler. Yeah, put his put his heart and soul into it. And, yeah. <laughs> well, at least, and, and at least we got a movie with subtitles and not a horrible dubbed version exactly. for once. So that's, that's something to be thankful. It's for. nice to see this movie respected. Yes. Um, that well, was such a good movie. Yeah, I can't recommend it enough. I hopefully you watched it folks or we'll watch it i don't know if yeah we, just, just watch it just watch it just get out there and watch and then it. when it's you're really done good. get a yourself a copy of our next movie samurai spies samurai sam samurai i said that weird didn't i <laughs> yeah samurai samurai spy <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I should read uh, titles for movies. Nope. <laughs> Samurai <Fired>. Spy. <laughs> uh, directed. God, what a trailer voice you would have. <laughs> I should be working in that industry. Uh, directed by Masahiro Shinoda. And this one is also from a novel by Koji Nakata and written as a screenplay by Yoshiyuki Fukuro, Fukuda. And from what 1965, right? 1965. Yeah. Uh, the director I liked a lot, and I didn't actually. Yeah, I watched this one without realizing it was this person until his name came up. Sure, but uh, he did Pale Flower, which is incredible, and uh, Double Suicide, which is also really good, and I think Killers on Parade as well. But he had, he had a lengthy career. I think yeah, he's, he might be still alive. He started out as a DP, uh, and he worked for Ozu 
as, as one of his first jobs mm-hmm. as a DP. And uh, he's um, so this this was actually I, I this was available on Criterion Collection DVD, mm-hmm. which I was able to check out. And th- he had a great interview on the DVD. It was from ten years ago, but yeah. it was a really fantastic interview. So check it that out. That was exciting. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So Shinobi was really great, and in terms of ninja movies, really really great, and everything I want in a ninja movie whatsoever. Yes. But in terms of cinema abroad, this movie had. I don't know. It fit my taste a little bit more. I was really taken with this one a lot. It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous and artistic in such interesting ways. It's definitely the most beautiful movie we've seen. In but, this, this. but it's also equally, in my opinion, as badass as some of these other movies. Yeah, no, it is. It, it definitely has really some great set pieces and action pieces. Yeah, it starts off right off the bat when it's doing its usual text crawl of loads of information where you have to understand. Yeah, it starts out with that war scene. War scene right after the bat. It was like really well choreographed. Yeah. Uh, but, but the plot on this one is definitely way more dense to the point where I have... Oh, man, so I'll need lost. to watch two or three more times to really explain it to another human being. Yep, going to have to put a weight on Josh's plot corner for this one. <laughs> yeah, this... <laughs> Could not for the life of you tell you who was who and doing what to where. And that's the major issue with this uh, that made it difficult to understand, which is like still wasn't a problem. It's yeah. still an incredible film. And it didn't even matter that there was a lot that I didn't fully sink in mm-hmm. for me because it's just so gorgeous. But there are so many characters that yeah. are all important in some way or another. And anytime people are having conversation in which there are long expository ex- dialogue scenes in this mm. movie, they're always referencing other people who are not in the scene and the names are all kind of similar and they're long and hard to remember. And there's just so many characters. Yeah. You know, Luckily, it's almost like Shakespeare in that sense where yeah. it's like, there's, it's so hard to remember who's who just because there is such a huge ensemble. Yeah. But it came down to basically one samurai that you can kind of, who is our lead. Yes. And he's kind of going around and everyone keeps thinking he is working or knows someone. And then people are being killed near him and he's being framed for these murders. Yes. Uh, so that's, and, uh, a, that's like a general mm-hmm. plot. Yeah. He's, um, he's and being there framed is... for murders because what was the inciting incident <laughs> now? Uh, but his character's name is uh, Sasuke, Sasuke and he's yeah. played by Hiroshi Ayo, Aoyama. Yeah. And he's a, and so we, ninjas is a stretch, but not a stretch in this movie. They are never called ninjas. They're called spies sure. and they right. are samurais. They're spy versions of samurais, samurais which yeah. is basically ninja. Yeah. Uh, and they, have, but they do wear the ninja get up in this. Yes. But the rest of the time they're dressed as samurai. Right. Or go by samurai code or whatever. But, but when they do wear the get up, that's when this movie is super great. Yeah. There's this real long sequence. I would say the middle of the movie when our, our lead character, our lead samurai, gets the ninja getup on for the first time, and he is uh, given two ninja buddies to help him out on a mission by our potential villain of a wh- uh, who's this white ninja who keeps showing up. When he shows up, he's really badass. Uh, but he gives two of his ninja friends to him to help him go and save a woman and potentially someone else in a compound of another samurai clan. Mm-hmm. And it's great because it's a really long scene and it's really quiet. It's just a lot of sneaking yeah, and jumping lots on. Lots of sneaking lots in this. Of, and it was so cool. I don't think we've actually had such a long, good, sneaky scene in our ninja movies <laughs> yes, yet. it's a really good sneaky scene. And then, in, But then it does delve 
uh, it blows up towards the end, and there's just loads of ninja fights and ninja dismemberment too. This also has some really violent. Oh scenes. yeah. Oh oh, and the best thing about dismemberment in this movie and the super violent scenes mm. is every time there's a very violent kill or a main character Sasuke is like righteously killing somebody, yeah. it goes into this awesome slow mo, mm-hmm. like this really gorgeous yeah. slow motion film that just looks so stunning. And just the choreography is always very simple, but just like beautifully framed. Yeah. And there's somebody's always in like mid flip and just like slicing and the sword arm across. Goes, and the arm goes flying, and it's all in super slow mo. Yeah, it's, it's either like that or it's these crazy wide shots where yeah. it's just like as far back as you can humanly imagine watching two little specks run oh. around on a hill. Yeah, well, that's that near the finale. Yeah, that's near the yeah. finale. But there are but other that scenes that are similar incredible. to that. Yeah. In, um, the finale alone is just like I could talk about just that last like ten minutes of this movie yeah, forever it's great, because it's it's cool so bridge beautifully fight, filmed. Yeah. Well, the bridge fight's really cool, but then out when they're out in that pasture and it's like all filled with fog, rolling fog in the middle of the day, yeah. rolling fog throughout the whole sequence. So you, sometimes it'll it'll be these two guys and they're like they're just standing about to fight, mm. and you just see a bunch of fog roll in front of the camera, and so you can't see anything, and you're like, oh no. Wait, what's happening? Yeah, and that's exactly the problem and they're like having a, having in it. But we won't give yeah, any, anything yeah. else away. It's like, so. it's like it's that usual like Sanjuro kind of standoff thing, but thrown with fog in. So you're kind of like when they run and make a move, but you're like, oh god, who's been who's dead? Who didn't make it? Right. Uh, this one also does use quite a bit of your usual ninja things. He does have throwing stars a lot yeah. in this movie. He is just like throwing them out left and right, whether yeah. he's dressed as a ninja or not. And super sneaky. We are like we already yeah. mentioned. There's a lot of sneaky, sneaky ninja of stuff sneaky going ninja on in this. Stuff. And um, there's uh, that the white ninja leader that you were talking about. Yeah, who is super badass in this. Yeah, um, he's got two swords. Yeah, he's got two swords, and he's really good at intimidating people with mm-hmm. them. He's first of all, he's really good at fighting huge groups, and second of all, really good at intimidating huge groups. <laughs> yeah. So all he has to do is like he's standing there, and he just looks super confident, and he'll just pull both his swords out and just raise him up in the air. And this happens in every scene that he yeah. fights in. He just pulls both swords out, raise him up in the air, and just goes like, hmm! and everyone just like books it. Yeah. <laughs> They're just like, fuck this! I would, I would do the same. <laughs> and if they don't, he slices them all up, yeah. and they're dead, <laughs> real fast. Yeah, this one, it's like, I know that fifteen minutes in, I was like, I am not at all following this, but I am loving it, and I just like, I gave up. I just like turned my brain off, and I just soaked it in, and I'm like, absorbed how beautiful it was, and how cool the action sequences were, and the performances were all incredible. I, I know I'm definitely, I mean, I'll be going back to Shinobi for sure, but I'll be definitely going back to this movie. Yeah, multiple and times. The the one thing that helped me understand the context of this movie a little bit more and what was happening was actually having the ability to watch that interview with the director that I mm-hmm. told you about. So, um, because this whole movie is all this is the first time we've had like ninjas doing what ninjas really would have done, which is spying. Yeah. Like the ninjas were the original spies and stuff. You know, of course they were, they were also assassins and killers, which is more of what we've seen in, mm-hmm. in most movies. Um, but on this one, there's a lot more just like snooping and just like gaining information and reporting it back to their master, whoever is in charge yeah. of them killing if they need to. But there's a lot of slipping in and out of places really quickly and mm-hmm. quietly just to gain information in this. And uh, so it's all about these these two. The the main point of the movie is there's these two leading groups, uh, uh, the two leading clans in the area, and it's all about finding out who's 
all the major players, all the major nin- the ninjas and the samurai, who's on whose side. Mm-hmm. That's what this whole thing is about. Like, and who's going to choose together and which talk, side? Man. Well, that's what's really interesting is I, until I, it all came together when I watched his interview, uh, uh, um, our director, um, Masahiro Shinoda, was talking about how this whole movie he made as an allegory to the Cold War. Oh, yeah. So this was all about the Russian and American standoff. From a Japanese point of view. From a Japanese point of view, but using a different context, Mm -hmm. you know, but but to show the same type of thing and the mistrust that can happen when there's no communication and all the spying stuff that's going on. So isn't that... I thought that was fascinating. Once I found that out, I was like, oh, everything makes so much more sense now. Ding. Well, there you go, viewer. So, yeah. You just got educated about the Cold War. If I had known that it was based off of that whole idea, I probably would have understood the plot a little bit more going into it, but still helped things click a lot more. Mm -hmm. It's still still hard to follow because there are just so many characters, so you're not sure who's on which side. Yeah. But yeah, they all have very... Long names, uh, <laughs> but, um, but both yeah, both these both of our. I wish we could just talk about and watch twenty more of these movies. But this was our week of classic ninja movies. There, well, yeah, there's. I mean, there was like a little stint of it in the '60s, and then it kind of fell by the wayside until mm, the '80s, yeah. and that's why we've been watching so many from the '80s. But the uh, the '60s, we'll we'll throw some back in in, in one of our later weeks here in the end of a season. For sure. I'll bet we'll find another Shinobi movie or something to talk about. Yes. Most but that definitely. was our week of classy ninja movies. Classy 60s. Oh, uh, speaking of classy, I want to mention this um, uh, score for Samurai Spy. was uh, The music was written by Toru uh, Takamitsu. And man, was that not like was a really super awesome score? It started out with all this like sort of just like light playful jazz like right after the there's this brutal war scene at the beginning yeah. and then it goes into a title sequence with this like incredible Japanese jazz music that's really good and then it kind of there's all the ninja fight sequences has this incredible percussion that's very like almost Latin feeling mm-hmm. th- this rhythm section and uh, it's it's really a fantastic score it's very unique and original and f- fits beautifully I think that's great so can't recommend it enough yeah wanted to just mentioned that well time for the new blue pick of the week new blue pick of the week uh this week's new blu-ray pick is brought to you by vci entertainment yeah that's a company (laughs) that's a company we hadn't heard of and uh now i'm happy that i've heard of them because they brought us this great blu-ray of the night visitor when the earth is quiet and the good people of the world are sleeping, the night visitor comes to call. The Night Visitor, directed by Laszlo Benedek, written by Guy Elmiz. <laughs> I don't know if that's how you say his name. And most importantly, starring Max von Sydow and uh, Liv Ullman. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. This is the 1971? 1971. There's another Night Visitor from the 80s. That's true. Not to confuse it. Don't get confused. This is the 71 version. And I, like, really dug this I dug it, too. I'm a... All right. I'm a sucker. I don't care how bad a movie is. I just love prison escapee movies. 
I, that's, mm-hmm. When people are, are captured and then need to get out of a place, I love watching it in movies. Yeah. I don't know if it's like Escape from Alcatraz, if it's a Shawshank Redemption. Or in this one where it's Escape from an Asylum escape. and then Escape back into it. And that's the, that's the great part. <laughs> that's the oh, coolest thing. I uh, could just watch four hours of that. Yeah. I don't need any of the rest of this movie. And that's and pretty early on in the movie, so that's not a big Yeah, sp- the whole spoiler. plot hinges on the fact that he is yeah. going back and forth between... Max von Sydow plays Salem, who is was a farmhand. A farmhand at this doctor's farm. Uh, it wasn't. I mean, it was not originally owned by the doctor, but yeah, it was owned by him, I think. Yeah, and he was well, his family. Family, yeah. And he was basically what as what we know is he was framed for murdering. An- a person. <laughs> yeah, and and then. Uh, a person and on the farm. Pleaded criminally insane, basically. And, yeah, and then was pleaded insane by his attorney, which may have turned out to be a worse thing because being in the insane asylum, like if he had was, if he had pleaded guilty and gone to prison, he would have been in prison for maybe 25 years, uh, maybe earlier with good behavior. Yeah. But now he's stuck in this insane asylum basically for life. Until yeah, he has to be proven not he has insane. To be proven not insane. And he's just getting more insane by being in an asylum. Just going crazier being in there. And luckily, this insane, insane asylum just happens to be right down the street from the <laughs> farm that he was at before. Yeah. So he ingeniously plans his way of escaping and trying in to the middle re- of the night. frame the people who framed him. Reframing the framers by committing atrocious murders. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and thus deserving being in the, the insane <laughs> asylum after all. It's one of those weird movies where I'm rooting for him throughout most of the movie, but then he's also definitely terrible yeah <laughs> like he does i'm like yes do it yeah and then i'm like oh no no wait you're murdering people this <laughs> is this is bad. bad don't do that <laughs> don't do that that's not good no good but um but yeah it's it's just like kind of a gothic murder mystery not mystery but it's not a mystery i don't no. know it's, it doesn't it's thriller really, it's, it's just, just thriller thrilling to watch but someone Escape and then how are they gonna re? That's go the back thing in? to be able to prove that he was, um, or for him to be able to f- reframe the framers, he has to be able to escape from the mental asylum, commit the murders, and make it look like they did it. And then he has to be able to get back into the insane asylum yeah. to look like he never left and it couldn't have possibly been him. And that's what becomes the challenge and the thrilling aspect of this movie. Mm-hmm. And man, is it thrilling! I know. I mean, it's just only oh. always so cinematic about prison escape because it's usually or just escaping in general because it's usually dialogue free it's usually just watching a guy do a thing which is just inherently very cinematic you're just like like the, the tension of having a guard might hear you or the tension of being able to swing off a thing or whatever it is yeah well what's interesting too is the first time he escapes all you, the opening of the movie yeah you, you just see him he's already out yeah and he's just coming to the farm to in his undies in his underwear to frame these framers <laughs> yeah and it's, uh, and it's great because every time he comes back in he's you know he's freezing balls because this is uh basically post uh, they didn't they really say where it is but it's full of swedish actors and it looks they filmed it in Scandinavia. Kind of Scandinavia, yeah. yeah. So it's freezing cold, and he's in no clothes. But that—that's what I'm. What I'm saying is, yeah. like, you see him already having escaped. Yeah. And then he's out on the loose, and then you see him run back in. 
at the end of his this first scene in the movie, mm-hmm. and and then what's really ex- and then so you're just like, wait, how did he do that? What? How did he get in and out of this place? Because then afterwards, after that happens, they have the inspector come into play, the police and, chief yeah. inspector, and, and he's then the inspecting how he could have possibly escaped this place if that's a possibility. And Andrew Keir, who runs the asylum, shows him all the ways that it's definitely impossible to get out. Yes, Andrew Keir, uh, Hammer star. Also was in our last Blu-ray pick from a couple weeks ago, Absolution. We had two Hammer stars this week, though, or in this blue, because we also had Rupert Davies Mm -hmm. as well playing. Plays a naughty accountant, right? Uh, Like a lawyer. Lawyer, yeah. 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 Attorney, whatever it was. Attorney, yeah. So... Anyway, you I'm, I'm just, just like waiting to find out like oh, they show him in and out and then they show how impossible it would be. So I'm just like waiting I'm like how did he get out of there? And then you have to wait for a little while into the movie you actually find out like how he did it and they show you how and he did it. It's a long 15 something It's ten- a great long yeah, scene. It's so good. And it's so exciting. Um and the end of this movie just like literally just had me hunching over the edge of my seat just like <gasps> just so much tension I was just like what's gonna happen and I will have to say this it's not I didn't say uh, I love that the MacGuffin in this movie ends up not really being a MacGuffin because a MacGuffin usually ends up potentially being useless I love it that it's a don't go too far (laughs) (laughs) don't go too far don't say too much oh okay Um, Um, in terms of well Blu-ray release this is a uh, it's a good transfer. It's a yeah. The a fr- transfer looks really nice. Yeah. VCI. Uh, I didn't know you, but now I do. Nice to meet you. Thanks for the blue. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it is a uh, definitely a bare bones disc though. There's a commentary. There's a trailer. There's a commentary a from a, like a film historian, yeah. um, which is interesting. Uh, and we've got the trailer, but yeah, nothing else. But I mean, it's got you know, it's got a really stunning transfer of a movie that probably wouldn't have put out been put out on Blu-ray. Yeah. Probably fairly forgotten mm-hmm. um, movie from the 70s. So it's, it's nice to see anybody put this out and actually put some care into the packaging and, yeah. and the... Uh, and I, I do find it so interesting that it's the pairing of Max von Sydow and, and Liv Ullman, who have mm-hmm. been in movies prior to and are both Bergman regulars and are both prestigious actors to yeah. be kind of used in this thriller to just give it a little bit of you know, oomph in terms yeah. of its classiness. Anyway, it works. It, you know, it's Max, great. They Max both is put so great. great performances and into it. One of the best voices of all time, and he's so tall. And that's one of the things I found really amusing, this house that he keeps breaking back into. For some reason, like, all the doors are so small. <laughs> yeah, he's got to crawl through yeah. everything. And it's just not just him. Like, every person, every time they're, like, ducking through doors. And I was like, how did he live in this place his whole <laughs> life? He's, like, 6'5". Yeah. His doors are for five foot four people. Right. <laughs> and on a small detail that I was really amused with. That's interesting. I didn't think about that. Uh, yeah, this was this was a good new blue. Yeah. I was excited. I recommend about. it. I mean, I recommend all the movies this week. This is a heavily recommended week. Yeah, go check all of these movies out. <laughs> and then while while we're done recommending things, you should start recommending things, people. Yeah, listeners, let us know what you want us to see. Yeah, <laughs> well, let us know what you like to eat. Let us know what you like to. Not watch. Yeah, what do you mm. not want? What do you not watch? <laughs> uh, but if you want to find us, if you want to yell at us, if you want to tell us all these things, and if you want to draw stuff, us cartoons, if you want to break dance and it, show us videos of that, yeah, you can do all that stuff. Send us links. Send us all your sausage links. 
Um, just hit us up on uh, at CheckFramePod on Twitter or CheckFramePodcast at gmail.com if you want to send us an email. Or we have a Facebook page. Just yeah. get on Facebook, search Check Frame Podcast. From that computer, what we taught you about last yes. week. Yeah. Hopefully First you've got some to practice. build your computer. <laughs> get some scrap metal. What? You used to, Yep, yep. And uh, get a solder. You know, you want to solder those parts together. Electronics. <laughs> Electronics. <laughs> the most essential part of any computer. Um... Yeah, so do all that. I mean, Find if you don't online. want to, you could write letters, I suppose. I'm not giving you my address. Yeah, I'm not going to tell you my but address. But carrier pigeon, maybe. Yeah, there you go. Yep. Just just whisper sweet stuff in their Smoke ears signals. and find us. And uh, tell everyone to listen. Tell yeah. everyone you know to subscribe on iTunes. Give us a nice rating on iTunes. Yeah, rate us. Give us, We're f- give us five stars. I'll rate you. <laughs> yeah, give us some stuff. Uh, and then also get uh, get in get ready for next week next when it's gonna week. be something. <laughs> it's gonna be something else. Yeah, we're going we're going to the last place you'd expect ninja movies, Switzerland and Russia. Yeah, and some other places. <laughs> yeah, we're with the Matt Helga week. Matt Helga. Yeah, we're gonna be watching Ninja Mission. Eagle Island and Nin- Russian Ninja. Yeah, or Ninja. Wait, ni- that's called Ninja Two. Oh, Russian no, it's, Terminator. It's, it's Russian Terminator like or Russian Ninja. Okay, so those are your title choices. <laughs> yeah, figure it out. Figure it out if you want to watch them. Uh, you do want to watch them, and you should. Uh, yeah. So come on back next time. Come on back. <laughs> come on come back. Come on back, Ninja time. <laughs> And stay ninja, y'all. Yeah. Yeah.